This is Pastor Mike from Jordan Lutheran Church, and you're about to hear one of our Sunday morning messages. At Jordan, we're passionate about learning from the Bible and pray that this message makes an impact in your life. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, so as our shepherds and angels are making their way out, we have in 2019 uh, been reading through the entirety of the scriptures. Uh, and here we are, just a few days before Christmas, and you guys looked at it, you said, Philemon? Really? That Philemon, that's what we're going to have uh, today. Well, my hope is as you walk through, you're going to see how much Philemon has to do with Jesus' birth, because you probably never thought about Jesus' birth and Philemon until today. Uh, you never linked these two things uh, together. Uh, but we have that very thing happening for us this morning. Now, what makes some of Philemon difficult is it is a text that talks about a runaway slave, which we've got this whole terrible, atrocious thing in our own nation's history of slavery that was an abomination. So when you look at Philemon, for some people, they go, I don't like it because it's got slavery in it. So I don't know what to do with it, and I got other books I can go to, so we sometimes will just place it on the side. What I want you to consider this morning, and we'll get to Philemon, is realizing Paul wrote to the church in Rome and told them this, slavery isn't really a choice when it comes to how we live in this world. There is slavery whether we like it or not. Here's how Paul wrote that, Romans 6, verse 17 and 18, but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin, you've become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you are committed. And having been set free from sin, you've become slaves of righteousness this language that something has got you something's holding on to you being a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness this is the language paul uses so as we step into philemon i don't want you to put philemon aside say it's got this word slavery and i can't have it no god says you'll either be a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness and it's that struggle of slavery to sin or righteousness that grabs hold of us this morning and as it grabs hold of us, we want to think about that young man, Onesimus. This is the name of the man who actually had run away from Philemon. Philemon had been the person who had been uh, the master to Onesimus, and we don't know the details of the relationship. But we do know that in the first century, uh, slavery did look a little bit different than what we knew in our own nation's past. Uh, it had very little to do uh, with one skin color or others. It actually had to do with people they were afraid of. You know who people were afraid of in the first century? Barbarians from the north. They didn't like the French, the Germans, or anyone coming from the north. And this was largely when Romans enslaved people, they were doing that to those in that group, regardless of other pieces. It was just, we didn't know you and we were scared, which is a very human thing, is it not? Those we don't know of, we're just scared of. And if we're scared of them, we should make them not as important as us, because we know us and we trust us. So into the text we go, Philemon uh, only has 25 verses. So, I, so this is one of those books where as we move to it, we kind of step in and see what happens out of the gate. And out of the gate, what we're going to hear is this. Now, I've got 9 and 10 for you. I want to share just a little bit in front of that text. And it's helping you to understand that Philemon has so much happening that in 25 verses, sometimes you read it so quick, you don't realize what God is actually up to at the very time that he is beginning what is happening. Verse 9 and 10. 
Yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. Paul starts and says that he's not going to force Philemon to welcome back this person. He says, for love's sake, I appeal to you. Paul, an old man and now a prisoner also for Christ. I appeal to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. He writes and says, I want you to welcome him back because I became a father to him spiritually. It is actually Paul who welcomes him into the faith, shares with him who Christ is. But then the most astounding thing happens later. You see verse 9 and 10 says, I'm going to welcome him back. And look at verse 18 and 19. It's realizing to welcome him back. Paul doesn't say, hey, if you welcome back this person who run away, Philemon, everything is forgiven. He doesn't actually say that. Instead, he says, hey, if you welcome that, this person who ran away from you, who Philemon maybe is a business person or something else is worried about crops not gathered or products not made, Paul says this. He says, if he's wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge it to my account. See, sometimes people will accuse the church, and specifically sometimes even Lutherans uniquely. You Lutherans talk about cheap grace. You just sin, and then God says, I forgive you. And then Lutherans go, whoop, whoop, let's party. I mean, if you don't know this about Lutherans, we're accused of it all the time, man. Lutherans just love going to church on Sunday morning and partying later. Some of you are laughing because you had a party planned this afternoon, and now it will be a little bit odd for you. Because somewhere in the back of your party, you're like, Pastor warned me about this party. You will party a little less hardy, right? If he's wrong you at all or owes you anything, charge it to my account. It's not cheap. See, when Paul writes and says, I want you to welcome Onesimus back, he goes, realize if he's done wrong, someone's paying for that sin. Someone's paying for what was broken. Someone's paying for what was stolen. In this case, it's Paul paying every single thing that Onesimus did wrong. Paul is stepping in, we'd use this term, as an advocate, a mediator. Paul is between Philemon and Onesimus, and he goes, I'm going to help make sure you guys can be reconciled. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. To understand this reconciliation between Philemon and Onesimus, Paul had to stand in the middle because those two guys weren't talking to each other. There's a lot of that that happens in our lives. There may be someone in your life right now where you're kind of going, I don't want to talk to him or her. And I could sure use someone to be my advocate, a mediator, someone in between. That's what Philemon's all about. Paul continues, he says, I will repay it to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Paul writes, he goes, look, Onesimus, Philemon, the gospel came to you through me. I was able to speak to both of you. So he's actually speaking as a spiritual father to both people, but says, you've got to set aside yourself so that Christ may actually become more. Now, some of you are still sitting there going, but we got kids and angels and shepherds, and pastor, I really want to hear from them. I know, I know. That's why I'm wrapping up. And it's verse 15. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you guys really like that part. <laughs> now I'm going to stretch it. I'm just going to stretch it a little. Just, you know, draw it a bit for you. Philemon says this, in verse 15 and 16, for this is perhaps why he parted for you for a while. See, Paul writes and says, you know, perhaps in Onesimus leaving, it was really so he could be welcomed back as a child of God. So that Philemon and Onesimus, who in societal standards had not been on par with one another, now are. Because God has made right what the earth had made wrong. 
the injustice that had happened between them and society, God corrected it. And Paul paid for it in full. For this is perhaps why he has partied for for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bond servant, but more than a bond servant, as a beloved brother, especially to me. You see this? This is relationship changing. It changes everything. Christ resolves a relationship between Philemon and Onesimus that had been different. But how much more to you, both in flesh and in the Lord? What I want you to consider is Philemon makes no sense without what the children are about to share with you from Luke 2. And realize in Jesus' birth, uh, there's a unique thing that comes forward. This is a concrete nail. And what I want you to remember in the midst of all things is the point of Christmas actually finds itself right here in this nail. Because Jesus isn't born just for us to hear the children share those verses. He's born so that we might have reconciliation between the God who made us and ourselves. So, time, so often we talk about other people. The greatest reconciliation God desires is for you and him. I mean that, each and every one of you. This story of Christ's birth is about God coming into the world to call you back to himself. He refused to leave you alone. And so I invite you now to enjoy this time as we hear of what it is to have a Savior who comes into the world for us, in spite of us, so that we might have life to the full. Amen. We're glad you've connected with us online and look forward to the opportunity to see you in person. On behalf of everyone at Jordan, we hope you will join us as we gather in worship of our Savior, Jesus Christ, every Sunday morning at 930 at Beaver Creek Cinemas in the peak of good living, Apex, North Carolina.